0: If I could be the best actor in the world, but I had to kill a clone of myself every time I did a role, I would, I would do that. And welcome back to another episode of Exposing Ourselves with Travis and Matt. I am Travis Ritchie, and with me is my good buddy,
1: Matt Runquist. Hey there. Exposing Ourselves is the show where we expose each other to the things that we love. I, damn it, I'm supposed to do you first, aren't I? God damn it. Yeah, I mean, that's just polite. (laughs) (laughs) uh, Travis is a big movie buff, and he's going to show me all the movies that he loves, one at a time, hopefully. And I love music, and I want to show Travis those bands and individuals that really get me going. One at a time. Wouldn't it be interesting
0: though if we could just matrix this thing and upload? Uh, you know, it would. It no. would be
1: pretty fantastic. Today's nine episodes. Wouldn't it are be right also about.
0: awesome? If, wouldn't it be awful if you had never seen the Matrix and didn't understand that reference?
1: Ah, no, I definitely saw the Matrix <laughs> at, in Minneapolis Good. when we were at school. So
0: yeah, man, I remember when that came out. It was just, I mean, it, it blew everybody's minds. Do you remember? how bad the previews were for that No in fact no I I remember the opposite I remember the previews being so amazing that I assumed that they showed every good part possible oh. in the
1: trailer I thought that the previews made it look really cheesy really, really yeah I thought I did not like the previews at all and my expectations were very low going into it oh. and so to get a Deep philosophical action movie uh, with groundbreaking groundbreaking special effects was not at all what I was expecting when I walked in the theater that day. I expected uh-huh. to to spend my eight dollars and eat my bucket of popcorn and kill two hours. That's that's all wow. I expected. Interesting. I I, I kind of thought the opposite, so that I
0: was psyched, but I also just assumed that we saw all the best bits in the trailer. And there couldn't be anything more to it, and it ended up being so much more. And uh, even though there were awesome bits in the trailer, so uh, that's interesting. But um,
1: uh, did you uh, have you seen the sequels? I have seen the sequels, um, and I think I'm in the minority here in that I liked them. I have not seen the Ooh, modern. Really? I have not seen the modern one, but okay. I liked I liked two and three quite a bit. I loved the animatrix, obviously. Oh yeah, I think, yeah. I think everybody loves great. the animatrix, but.
0: Yeah, they really are good. Not enough people have seen them, I think. But um, the uh, I did not particularly like the the sequels. Uh, it feels it felt to me like they were pretty much a money grab. Like, uh, let's make these because we need to make money. Um, although I, the newest one, uh, kind of lies somewhere between okay. for me, like uh, between the original
1: in... and the original sequels. Yes, like, it's exactly. better than the original sequels, but not as good as the...
0: Correct. Yeah, okay. yeah, yeah. It's, uh, it's interesting. And I think they do an, I think they do an interesting job with, uh, with reinventing that world in order to revisit it in the context of 20 years later in our world. So okay. I thought they did a good, pretty good job with that. Yeah. Um, so I have been uh, I have been house sitting here in Ojai, uh or just outside Ojai, California. Oh,
1: hi!
0: ah <laughs> and I'm gonna uh, no by the time we listen to this we uh, will I don't know if we want to uh, date these recordings at all but it's Christmas pretty much. It's, it's Christmas. Christmas Eve today.
1: It is Christmas and Eve.
0: Um, so by the time our listeners listen to it it will be later and of course time means nothing on the internet so it could be quite a bit later but uh here It could I am. be next Christmas. It could be. Think positive. Could be. Travis. In, in which case, uh Merry Christmas. Merry or, Christmas. You know, if, it could be any other holiday, what's is there an opposite holiday to Christmas? Halloween, I suppose. It could uh, be July 4th. Be I think
1: July 4th is awfully close.
0: Yeah, I mean it's 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 opposite in terms of the year well, and that my sci- birthday. I'm a
1: scientist, right? So so <laughs> I Immediately went to the opposite like, part of the year. But you mean like opposite. The well, opposite right. spirit. So Nightmare Before Christmas classically perfectly melds Halloween and Christmas. Yeah. Or, yeah. So or as Halloween perfectly being, as you're going to get. Uh, yeah, But exactly. yeah, they are so pretty So if you're opposite.
0: listening to this on Halloween, then um, uh, happy ha- All Saints Day. and um,
1: Or if you're Tim know. Burton.
0: Or if you're Tim Burton, uh, put me in a movie, man. It's about time. <laughs> Yeah, uh, I have been languishing too long in uh, the annals of Hollywood, and uh, it's time for me to um, make my mark in a Tim Burton movie. Excellent. Yeah. So uh, the we had uh, do you, anything else going on for you this week?
1: Uh, I'm spending a quiet Christmas at home. We're we're dog sitting for a friend, but uh, other than that, it's been uh, pretty relaxed. Yeah. Trying to avoid pulling the car. uh, Oh, it's very, very cold here in Wisconsin. I don't know if you've heard that negative 30 wind chill sort of thing. My goodness. Yeah, it's uh, it's very much a why do we live here type of situation right now.
0: It is not that here. Like, I feel like it's sucking the cold from our part of the world because for us, today and tomorrow are actually uh, pretty warm days for this time of year. So it's going to be highs in the 70s, mid-70s. And, um, so I'm going to go for, I meant to go for a hike today, but I'm going to go on a Christmas hike tomorrow to see if I can go somewhere in the area.
1: Yeah. We're supposed to get, uh, a warm front Wednesday and it'll be in the mid forties, which as I think, you know, is, is pretty warm for here in mid December. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I
0: don't miss Midwest winters at all, sir. Uh, which is why, you know, uh, you were one of only two people who offered me a room to stay when I got sent home early from Japan. Yes. And that was... It, although I would have loved to uh, lived with you for a while uh, during the pandemic, the reason I didn't is because I didn't want to deal with a, a Midwest winter. Because even though it was September at the time, I, I saw winter coming and uh, I didn't want to deal with
1: it. I'm, I'm glad. I'm glad to know it wasn't my personality. <laughs> oh, not at
0: all. I would have absolutely. Oh, I think it would have just been insanely fun to uh, to live with you for a few, several months in the midst of, you know, lockdown. Yeah. But uh, anyway, so, uh, so this week's episode, we have uh, a little bit of a different theme than we've been uh, going. It's certainly a different movie for me than my normal vibe. Uh, generally, I like movies that are genre in some way. If, uh, if it's got superheroes or spaceships or dragons, then uh, a movie has a much better chance with me, and I will be even forgiving of it. Now, it's not to say I don't only like those kind of movies, and this week's movie is um, is kind of indicative of that. And I was inspired to choose it based on your music <laughs> selection. Mm-hmm. So, do you want to talk
1: about that first? Uh, sure, we can talk about the music first. So, um, I, don't, I'm, I honestly don't know what got me to choose this other than it's an album that I really love. I chose Boys and Girls by Alabama Shakes. Uh, debut album from, uh, I believe there are quartet uh, friends in college that that uh, made a really, really fantastic album kind of out of nowhere. Interesting. I, I didn't know this was the uh, debut album. Yeah. And I would call it Roots Rock. I think that they they don't really like that description, but I don't know what else to call it if not Roots. So... I mean, it feels to me I, the 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 vibe
0: I was getting was kind of like um, uh, soul rock, you know, like uh, a, like kind of Aretha Franklin, Tina Turner, those kind of things. Yeah, it's um, a
1: very it's it's a very old sounding album. Like it came out in 2012, but it could have easily come out 40 years earlier. Interesting. Okay. Okay. Um, Well, I put it
0: on, and I listened to it twice all the way through, and um, I will say up front that it's not really my bag, Uh, it's not something that I would probably listen to, but that's probably only because I don't listen to music in the background, Mm -hmm. you know, so, and this struck me as the perfect kind of album to have on in the background on a Sunday, like, uh, just kind of playing in the house. Uh, like, my mom used to play uh, Mozart or, you know, classical music on a Sunday. Um, I could definitely see this with in, in that type of context. I... It didn't grab me. Like, I, I think that it, it was competent. It was fine. Mm-hmm. Uh, it wasn't... I didn't dislike it at all. It just how do I I think my only the way I can explain it is that when I was listening to it I kind of didn't have an idea of how many songs I'd listened to
1: sure it's a very even album Um, there's Mm -hmm. there's a lot of there's a lot of guitar work that while very technically difficult is not super differentiated and it is an album that I think really does reward repeat listening, which is something we've discussed in earlier episodes. And, and you know, you're doing your best, but, I mean, one can only listen to the same album that you don't know so many times over the course of a, of a week or less.
0: Which and, I, I, yeah, and I do make a point to listen to it at least twice through. And I think with this one, it ended up being like twice and a half because the first time I went through, and I think I got three or four songs in, and then either reached the end of my walk or got distracted by something. And so my next walk, I listened to it twice through. Uh, and again, it, there would be this moment where I'd be like, this song doesn't feel like it's from this album. And I'd look in my my YouTube music, like whatever had kept playing related songs. Uh, but...
1: Let me ask you about the first song, Hold On. So Hold On uh-huh. is a really uh, clearly very heartfelt song. You know, the, the lyric, uh, I didn't think I'd make it to 22 years old, is you know, yeah. obviously a, a powerful one. Um, yeah, I caught that on the second time through, yeah. Yeah, um, and that, that song is, to me, like it was the first single that I heard, and it's the one that got me to buy the album. So I'm curious if you feel like that one does just sort of fit in with the rest of the album, or if it if it kind of stands out. Uh, I didn't feel like it stood out, but only because I, like
0: I said, the uh, the entire album was was fine, Um, and but it felt similar. Like Mm -hmm. you know, I, I I kind of felt my brain. Turning off a little Mm -hmm. bit to the music, like it because it was just kind of that very calm, good singing, but not spectacular. Like I, Mm -hmm. I, I couldn't get I couldn't get grabbed by it, but but it wasn't trying to grab me. It was trying to, it was trying to almost like caress my brain a little bit, you know. Yeah. Um, I I wish there had been a little more variety within the album. Sure. Where like in the in the last playlist you sent me each song was different and if you know, interesting and this one, they were all kind of that same feel. Yeah.
1: It's funny, right? The only song to me that like really stands out uh, as like kind of wildly different from the rest of it is heavy Chevy, which is the last track on the playlist and is a, it's a bonus track for the album although every version of the oh, album that i every version of the album that i've ever heard has had that track on it it must have been like on the it was not on the vinyl or something but i do think that that's kind of funny that it is it is a very even album and then the one song that's like oh that's that's a little different uh yeah it yeah. turns out it oh, turns this out is it's rockin'. A, bonus track. This is a little
0: rocking yeah, yeah.
1: Yeah, I would say that song is uh, more rockabilly. Are you familiar with like Reverend Horton Heat or that sort of, uh, Brian Setzer maybe? You might be a Brian Setzer. Uh, I know Brian Setzer. Yeah, uh, Stray Cats, that sort of.
0: The comparison I kept making in my mind was Tina Turner. Sure. uh, Especially in those old days. And uh, for that one, I was thinking, um, uh, you know, uh, Nutbush City Limits type, uh, but not even that fun. (laughs) You know? <laughs> yeah so. i wouldn't
1: i wouldn't say that that boys and girls is an overly fun album for sure um you know if you do get into the lyrics most of it's pretty heavy um a lot of a lot of uh heartache and and struggle for for what are you know pretty young people <laughs> sure and that is an interesting another interesting note
0: that's similar to uh what we had last week where uh, I did catch more of the lyrics, especially on my second time through, but it wasn't the singing wasn't of a type where it was easy to understand what was being said. And um, it's interesting because it also it, that brought to mind the problem that I had with um, a, a movie uh, recently, which was the um, the uh, uh, the Mary Poppins sequel, right? When I watched that, I couldn't understand any of the words to any <laughs> of the songs, and so I remember I was like, I remember watching it going. I not only do I not remember any of the any of the melodies, they were also forgettable. But I couldn't remember, I couldn't pick out any of the words to the songs. I mean, not any, but maybe like you know twenty five percent. And so I was like, is that the same problem? Did I have that problem in the first movie? And uh, or. It, Was the first movie even really as good as I remembered it? And so I went back and watched the first movie almost immediately, and it was perfect. Like, the first Mary Poppins movie is brilliant, and all the lyrics are are audible, all the melodies are distinct and memorable, and so what is it about movies and music and, and music in movies these days that is this kind of dilemma that i'm having where uh, like uh, this this album like for this album uh, i can't really understand the, li- the the words the first time through yeah i don't um, know or even the
1: second time through yeah it's uh i do think it is sort of the way music is is produced these days it could very well have to do with the high levels of compression that they use i don't know if you've ever sort of delved into the audio engineering side of things but Mm -hmm. if you look at um so what compression does is it brings the quiet parts louder and the louder parts quieter to make the whole thing more even um it Mm. has the effect of making kind of everything sound even dynamically and I think mm-hmm. it might be why you're losing the the vocals is because the vocals get pushed into this musical mix that's all at the same level and it doesn't it doesn't stand out from the music as much.
0: I mean that's so fascinating. But we've been dealing with compression for uh, you know since twenty years now. So why why is it still an issue that we can't you know
1: fix? Well, I mean. Or, or you know audio mixing is is a dark art right and i mean there are certainly mm-hmm. uh, i forget the name of the dude who's sort of famous for um these really really super quiet things and then crazily loud action stuff uh it's the, the batman guy though nolan christopher nolan okay Christopher where, nolan, where sure. it's like Whisper, 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 whisper. Right? A, oh. Sorry about that, everyone. Yeah. But... Well, um,
0: and there... no, oh, yeah. And that was a thing with him in um, the movie that he did uh, last year, uh, Tenet. Yeah. Where you just l- couldn't understand... Yeah. ...half the dialogue. And it was so maddening. But yeah. But that's not something that he does all the time, either. That was a choice for that movie. And, like, they have to know. Like, what is it... Like... Yeah, I don't think that that's okay.
1: Yeah, and it's funny, right? Because it might be mixed in a way that allows you to hear it in a quiet Dolby theater, or TH. I don't even know what the standard is these days. But mm. a a quiet theater that you would never be able to hear in your house. So, uh, anyways, yeah. Uh, okay, okay. So, the this... Uh, one of the things that I have wanted to make sure that I do with this music thing is not just be like, "Oh, I'm going to bowl right down the middle and and give Travis a bunch of things that I know he's going to like." I'm gonna I'm gonna expose him to some things that I like and he might not. But I think I'm I'm glad yeah. that you listened to it. I'm glad that you uh, took a chance on it. Uh, yeah, you know, and and it, like I said, it wasn't. Uh, I didn't dislike it
0: um i just uh i didn't love it and i probably i it was it's exactly the kind of thing i would put on in the background on a sunday uh morning or afternoon just to kind of have it on
1: all right cool okay are we doing ratings should we do a rating
0: yeah sure yeah, uh, Give it a rating. i would say i'd give it i think i'd put right down the middle of the road give it a five
1: out of ten give it a five um and remind us what you gave Ghost last week. Was that a seven?
0: I think that was a seven. Okay. Yeah.
1: Okay. All right. Cool. Yeah.
0: yeah. So um uh, my choice for you was inspired by uh the southern sensibilities of this of this album. And I decided to uh assign you and I mean thus myself again, because I I, I we each have been re watching the things that we assign or re-listening, I think. And uh, so I assigned you the movie The Help, which came out, I believe, in 2011 and was based on a book. And uh, it it came out from Disney as a production company, which was an interesting thing to see. But it has a star-studded cast. And I don't think anybody won an Oscar for this movie, but Uh, there are seven. I
1: thought Octavia, maybe?
0: i I thought somebody did i don't think she won for this i think she won for hidden figures uh if i'm not mistaken but i there are seven oscar winners in this movie uh including (laughs) octavia spencer and um uh viola davis and
1: uh emma stone and octavia did um, win for supporting in this yeah Oh, in she this? She, okay. was, she was the only one to win uh, in this. Uh, Jessica Chastain was also nominated for supporting. Oh, Viola Davis great. for uh, for best actress and uh, got it. Nominee for best picture. I, I should
0: probably have bought up uh, bought up the page for it before we started, but yeah, uh, really incredible cast and great performances and and uh, an incredible cast of of female actresses. Uh, rather than, you know, powerhouse men. The men were inconsequential, kind of, to this whole movie. Yes. Uh, But what did you think? So tell me what you... I mean, I suppose...
1: Do we need to talk about what The Help is about? Uh, Sure, we can talk about what The Help is about.
0: Because I guess it's not... I mean, it probably is not a uh, a hugely... (laughs) maybe successful
1: movie oh i, th- I don't even know think how much
0: is. yeah i think it is yeah, yeah i guess it, it made big. 216 million in the yeah. box office which on which is a budget of $25, more $25. you know
1: that's like a cup of coffee maybe two cups of coffee i mean it's a it's a little bit of money um yeah yeah so uh the help is uh i believe it's an alternate history right like the the nope the
0: the book, well it the book the help is not a... a
1: real book I mean the sorry the book that the movie is based on is a real book, but there's not a journalist from the 1960s who wrote a book called the. Okay, Help. yes. So it's okay. a, it's a
0: fictionalized telling of real uh, of real events. You know, so these maybe this it's not based on real people.
1: It's set in Jackson, but, Mississippi, in 1963, I believe, uh, right. and it tells the story of the. Uh, children of a certain class of person in jackson mississippi and the black women who raised them yeah yeah good good so as you probably know this movie is fairly controversial uh yeah viola davis has since kind of thrown the movie under the bus uh and you know not i would say not without cause right uh the book the original book is written by a white author the screenwriter is white the director is white uh it you know the whole story revolves around uh the the white character i don't know that i would necessarily call emma stone's character a white savior uh but there's <laughs> there's definitely echoes of of like more racist movies that are sort of like it it's like somebody um it's like somebody heard all the criticisms about the stories that were being told about black people and was like, yeah yeah okay uh i'll I'll try to incorporate you know that those those criticisms, but like it, it there there is just part of you that goes, you know it's twenty twelve maybe this isn't like a white director and a white person's story to tell anymore. Right. Like, like, and, and, and it's well, so, so, before, so before we dive too deep into that, I want to say yeah. I did like the movie. Right. I, it's obvious. It's, I, I don't think you could direct these people badly. Like, I don't, I don't think even George Lucas could make these people stiff and terrible. Um But, you know, I, I that is sort of hanging over it all the time that, that knowledge that, that, Viola Davis later decided she was uncomfortable with the plot, and and looking at the criticisms that she has of it, you know they're pretty valid.
0: Yeah, I mean, and it's hard for us to talk uh, about it as white guys, uh, but I, especially in, on, on that aspect of it. Yeah. But I, the thing that I would say as a creator myself is that. This doesn't seem to me to be a story that is it's not trying to be the story of those people uh, of the of the help of the maids themselves. It is it it's about that, but it seems to be the white women's stories. You yeah. know, it's it's from their perspective.
1: Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Right? And so, it's from the it, it is absolutely from their perspective and and So I guess the question that probably Viola Davis was asking is, is do we need, do we need the story from their perspective? Maybe. Ah, Well, and I think
0: that's an important thing too, but I think, I think that that can be a, a gateway to hearing these stories for people who otherwise wouldn't be maybe open to it. Like, you know, uh, people who wouldn't go see, uh, I don't know, Selma, for example, if it's, uh, you know, because it's. Written yeah. by a black person, yeah. directed by a black person, and it's you know about black people. You know, yeah. maybe there are people who wouldn't see that movie, right. um, Whereas this maybe is a little more accessible. I don't know. Absolutely. Um, but I but but I think it's also it it like I bristle a little bit at this backlash we have against uh, you know uh, this this instinct that we have to automatically assign a white savior movie as problematic right and i think that um i don't think that there's necessarily something wrong with having allies right. for a community no right and so like i'm gay and i like people who are allies to you know and and i don't think that only a gay person can tell stories about gay people right or for that matter you know and so because especially as our worlds all interact then um it it I do have stories about growing up and having, you know, for me having my the one black friend. I'm sure his story is very different from his point of view, but I also have a story yeah. about, you know, being friends with him. Absolutely. So, um,
1: you know, I don't know. I think so. You know, knowing knowing that there's stuff to interrogate about this movie, right? I think the thing that really kind of stood out for me is as as rough was the character played by the Bryce Dallas Howard, the Illy or Tilly or Nellie. Yeah, what is it? Hilly. Hilly, like a hill. Hilly. Okay. Okay. So Hilly stands out as this just absolutely atrocious person, right? Completely hateful, yes. And... I think there is this tendency of the movie to go, look at what a terrible, terrible person Hilly is. You're not as bad as her, right? And I think there Mm. is this sense that, like, oh, well, okay. But all of these white people, including the journalist, Sprocket or whatever her name is. Skeeter. Thank you. um, Are complicit in the system. They were all raised by black maids. None of even so Skeeter, right. She goes and apologizes to the maids afterwards for the people saying racist shit in front of the maids, but she doesn't actually like stop them or push back on it because then she would be, you know, hurting her position in the community. Right. And of course then, so there's that. Right. And then there's the scene at the end where Skeeter's like, you know, I've got my job in New York. I'm not gonna, I'm going to turn it down and then the Viola Davis character and the Octavia Spencer character come to her and they're like, "No, no, go. It's fine, right?" And they like absolve her of any guilt she might be feeling for like sort of leaving the situation essentially unchanged in in Jackson. You know, I I felt like we could have dealt without that scene, right? Because she was always going to leave, right? But so for some reason, we felt like we had to make everybody feel better about. Yeah, she's she's definitely abandoning these people. Sure.
0: Yeah, but but there's also there's also an element of it, and I'm and I just I gotta I I I, I gotta push back against uh, sure. some of these you know some of this mentality, and like it's important to tell the stories. Yeah. And sometimes the person who can tell. A story, easiest, best, whatever, or at least, especially when it's when it's so important to tell these stories, especially at the early '60s, can be the ally. Yeah, and so sh- if no, she and needs to i leave I, in I order guess to be able to,
1: yeah, and I guess know. that's why I was bringing up those scenes in particular because I was saying because I I I don't disagree with you about who can tell these stories, right? I'm trying to point those scenes out as, like, those are the ones specifically that I find are more about comforting the white people watching the movie into saying, oh, I w-, you know, if I was in Jackson in 1963, I wouldn't have been, like, hilly. I would have been, like, Skeeter, right? Do you think that that's how it was? Because I, think, I feel like
0: it's probably the opposite, where it's telling people that even if you were nice, even if you
1: thought yourself a good person,
0: you were still...
1: This I think how I think was. without the scene where they absolve Skeeter, I think it would be more like that, right? I I, I found mm. that scene really really tough because it did just feel like okay, now go tell her it's fine and she can go off to New York and ignore all your problems now, and I I didn't like that, you know. That's that's what it felt like to me. Okay. But I'm gonna give some kudos now because I don't I don't want you to think that I was I was, you know, hating the movie the entire time I was watching it or anything. I will say this movie was a lot like more fearless than I was expecting, no knowing like its reputation right uh mm. the, in that it was very unflinching about the not just like verbal assaults but like the violence that hung over every aspect of these women's lives and and made their worlds very small, right from from the Medgar Evers shooting to the way that the men sort of float in and are just menacing <laughs> yeah know, all the yeah. time uh, I I thought it was I was not expecting it to be that honest about the way that Jim Crow was backed up by by violence, not just state violence but interpersonal violence and i i right. thought that was it certainly because yeah, it's a pg-13 it certainly isn't a story that would have been movie, told 25 right? years ago and, no yeah absolutely not and so i thought it was really really good at at being honest about the, you know the entirety of these women's lives and i thought it mm-hmm. was i thought the stuff about the women not trusting skeeter at first was very very honest very that all felt very true um yeah. Yeah, because it was interesting that she in and she,
0: her 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 little arc there was at first she was doing it for her. She wasn't really doing it for anybody else and and her, you know, and then she had to learn that it's not really it's not for her that these stories need to be told. Right.
1: Yes. Yeah. And you know, like the Octavia Spencer character insisting that the the poop pie story be told. I thought that was really good and really honest and you know yeah smart so th- too yeah so there was a lot there that I that I really really loved um I, you know I just didn't want to like have a conversation as two white guys and just be like yeah it was cool it was fine you know it's fine
0: <laughs> yeah no it's a, it's it's an interesting conversation it's an interesting conversation to have and I think something similar happened when um Green Book came out a couple of years ago mm-hmm. and uh there was a similar kind of uh backlash um, um but I don't even I don't remember who who directed or wrote that. But um, yeah, similarly.
1: The, now that was the... uh, I believe Green Book was based on um, a real. So that was written by I believe the son of the jazz player. Or oh something. yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, and, then, that... and there
0: was some controversy because it was it was told from the it was told from the perspective of like the white guy's children, I think. Yeah, and um, uh, or based on stories told by him yeah instead of stories or, or or some sort of recounting of of, yeah. of uh...
1: Yeah, and I, I guess I would be more forgiving of that because it really did happen to his dad, and you know he's recounting the stories uh, told sure. to him as a child. That that I think is why uh, that's actually why I asked if if this was you know a real book and why I referred to it as an alternate history is because it does it does invent this imaginary person who just happens to be a super good ally, right? And that like that also feels like okay, you know, okay. Uh, you know sure, that makes sort sense sort of a self insertion yeah. like, hey, you you're a skeeter, not a hilly, right? And I, I don't you know I I would love to think that I'm gonna be on the right side of history, but the the fact is history happens all the time, right? And yeah. you, you know, you do your best in the moment to to be on the right side of it. But uh you never know no. until the rubber hits no, you're the road, right? right.
0: Yeah, and you can't, you know, it's it's very hard to see history from inside it, um, you know. But so, what do you think of? Uh, uh, let's talk about just more um, objective
1: uh, criticism of the movie: uh, the acting, the. Uh, I mean, the... the acting is obviously phenomenal. They got a they got an incredible cast, and they they really knocked it out of the park there. I, you know, there's nobody that stood out to me as like, oh, this is the weak link or whatever. Um, I thought it was really well paced. Yeah, two and a half hours, you know, mm-hmm. like two and a half hours. is Now, I, as somebody who does time. not who does not watch a lot of movies, two and a half hour movie is a long, long movie, especially when sure. there's no like, you know, robots punching each other to break it up a little. Right. 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 Um, and. Uh, please do not assign me movies where robots punch each other. Except Pacific Rim. I'm kind of curious about that one. But anyways. <laughs> have you not seen Pacific Rim? I have Oof. not seen Pacific Rim. Um, it's but... not one of my favorites. Oh, okay. Well, then we probably won't watch it. You know, from a technical standpoint, it's fantastic. It looks like a Disney movie. It's all, you know, the period correct costumes and hairstyling are all fantastic. Uh, it has a strong sense of place. You know, you know you're in Jackson, Mississippi the whole time. Yeah, uh, it is, I don't particularly. It is... Go ahead. I,
0: just, I don't particularly have a sense that it was um, superbly directed. You know, there, there's nothing that stands out about the direction, really. Um, have you
1: looked up the, the uh, director at all? Uh,
0: I just did, and it's funny because he, uh, he directed something else, which I thought was uh, fairly interesting. He, what was it? Uh, he directed Get On Up. A couple of years after this, which was the uh, James Brown biopic, okay, with, starring Chadwick Boseman,
1: yeah, and, and he, um, so he and Octavia Spencer were roommates for like seven years. Oh,
0: interesting. Yeah,
1: they were both PAs on. Uh, well, I can't remember the production now. They were both PAs at the same time, um,
0: oh. and they they
1: lived together for quite some time. And he he cast her as a star in another one of his films, uh, you know. Uh, he's also from Jackson, Mississippi. So oh, okay. I, I certainly would not say that they got the wrong white guy to, to direct this movie. Right. I feel like they got, sure. the you know, if you're going to pick a white guy, this was the guy to pick. Right. I, and I think he did it. Yeah. A, I can a, see that. He did do a really good job. I thought. Yeah.
0: He was fine. He was a former actor. Um, so yeah. he, he, he was in that acting world and kind of, uh, uh, Went up the ladder just fine. Um, well, would we so, really yeah. say
1: directing is up the ladder from acting?
0: I think so. Yeah, I mean, <laughs> certainly. Yeah in in the film in the film world, it, it certainly is. Yeah. Um, but uh, yeah, I I liked it. I I, I found myself uh, emotionally moved, and um, I, I I cried a couple times. Uh, sorry, the dog is. Uh, playing with this uh, ball. (laughs) He's just like, he can't
1: relax until we're done. So, yeah, I I liked the movie quite a lot. You know, I I would say the criticisms of it are valid, but that doesn't make it uh, not a watchable movie. And I think it's better to watch it and be aware of those things than to watch it and just be like, Oh yeah, Skeeter's cool, mm-hmm. man. Sure.
0: Yeah. You know, I think it's interesting. Some of my favorite parts like, I, I love these actresses. And uh, so someone like, you know, I love Alice and Janney. So I much. knew you
1: were going to say Alice and Janney because I'm the same way. And I, and God, it breaks my heart when she, the scene where she's got the DAR there and she's just horrible to, to her maid, I just, like, it breaks your heart, man. It really does. Yeah, is. and yeah. you can see the heartbreak in her, too, the conflict in
0: her, and, uh, and, it, it, she, and this was probably one of her first movies after West Wing, because West Wing was, I think, probably went through 2008 or so, and so yeah, maybe so she was doing, this would
1: be pretty early, yeah, this would be pretty early after the end of that, yeah.
0: Yeah, and, uh, and but she's just amazing. I, I, Found Jessica Chastain to be delightful. I like. Got to admit, I did not recognize her at all. Neither did I. And apparently, she had to gain weight for that role. Oh my which God. is crazy. Yeah, uh, I, but <laughs> she was. But yeah, I she loved her fantastic. character, and yeah, she's so like she's so like she just wants to be friends with everybody, and she's so like. But she's she's got she's got this tragedy in her literally and uh and but she's just she's trying so hard to be happy and cheerful and she really wants to find beauty in things like when she when she shakes the chicken bag you know when she's <laughs> bread, breading the chicken she just is overcome with how fun it is to shake chicken and like
1: what a what a weird little i'm not going to lie it made me want to make fried chicken
0: yeah of course it does yeah yeah me too um maybe you want to eat fried chicken at least
1: we have some pretty uh, fantastic fried chicken around here you should come visit do you really who where uh there's a couple of places in stallas actually Mm -hmm. stallas is an up-and-coming diner's paradise let me tell you we have some fantastic restaurants here is that are you are you
0: saying west alice
1: yeah uh well i'm saying I'm saying Stalys, which is how the locals refer to it, West Allis. Is it really? Yeah, Stalis or Dirty Stalys.
0: <laughs> wow, yeah. I had no idea. Yeah. I mean, I, I was a, I was not too far out of there for most of my life, and I've never heard that. Yeah. Um, but
1: uh, yeah, well, I can so teach you, you all the Milwaukee suburb nicknames. Uh, please don't. <laughs> Uh, for another time. A very uh, special episode. <laughs>
0: uh I lived in uh, Oak Creek for uh, a little while back in
1: the day. Nice. Mhm. So uh what uh, what would you rate Would you give this movie? I would give it a 7. I I thought about this. I would I would give it a 7. Very very right. competent even on the good side. Um you know, it probably it probably would be an 8 without the controversy, but hmm. uh but yeah. Okay.
0: I'll give it. I'll give it one more point than that myself. I think, uh, having watched it again, this is, I think, the second time I've seen it, and I
1: I could see myself watching it again someday. Yeah. Uh, I. W- you know what? We need to go back. I'm. I've got to rate the Alabama Shakes album. Oh. And yes, I would, you, do, you And I would give that an eight. I, I think it's a fantastic album. Really good. So.
0: Good. Excellent. I. I love. I love that you like it. And. Um, That's not that's not me being like coy or anything. I
1: literally genuinely like that you like it. Awesome. All right. So, are you have you prepared a an assignment for me for next time?
0: I haven't. Uh, Before we started recording, I was going to ask you what yours was so that I could start thinking about it. But uh, I did not. So I uh, and as we have been thus far, I want to kind of base my choice off of what you say
1: all right well we'll probably end up doing a little question time again although okay. as as i think you've determined if you choose a movie released after about 2005 you'll have a much better chance of hitting one that i haven't uh, seen but uh okay. so the band are you familiar with the decemberists i've heard of them all right all right so, i
0: might even i feel like they're big enough that I might even have heard one of their songs.
1: I'll bet you probably have. Um, so, in the early two thousands, uh, indie rock fans were lamenting. Yeah, in the year two thousand, um, we were lamenting the death, the premature death of the indie rock superstars Neutral Milk Hotel, which. They had had a fantastic album called In the Aeroplane Over the Sea. You'll find it on dozens of best of the 90s lists. Really? At or near the top. Um, This was this band that kind of flamed out very quickly. Their their sort of leader disappeared into the wild, uh, and uh, they were gone. But they told these really sort of weird, intricate tales, and... The Decemberist popped up uh, out in the Pacific Northwest in the early 2000s. And for people who had been missing Neutral Milk Hotel, they really scratched the itch. Uh, Decembris used lots of, you know, really, uh, it's sort of, you know, traditional story rock type of stuff, but a lot of unusual instruments and the storytelling travis i i'm really going to encourage you to actually look at lyrics this time but okay um yeah that they colin malloy is the sort of leader of this band and he writes these little every song is a story every song is a story he's kind of obsessed with late uh late 1800s early 1900s war Uh, You know, so Herman Melville type things, um, kind of Victoriana, uh, the uh, spy movies even, like Hmm. sort of, it's like this, you you could just tell that this guy knows how to tie a bow tie. That's, that's, you know, so I put together... A playlist of uh, I think it's eight or nine songs uh, from their first four albums uh, those are the ones that I'm most familiar with they have continued they're still together they've continued to release music um, I'm not as into those albums and so I didn't want to just choose stuff at random from them um, but I I th- I suspect like It's funny because earlier in this episode, I said, you know, I'm going to try to introduce you to stuff and I don't know or care if you're going to like it. But I'm I'm pretty sure you're going to you're going to at least find something to like about this, even if overall you're not a fan.
0: So let me just let me just make uh, this clear. You're you're not assigning me the Decemberist. You're assigning something else. No, it's I'm definitely other assigning.
1: No, I'm definitely assigning you the Decemberists.
0: Oh, this okay, okay, because I uh, so this, but this other band, I uh, okay, I was just well, confused so, by your whole timeline oh, of these. Well,
1: I'm trying to tell you, Neutral honestly, Milk Matt, Hotel.
0: So many of your words that you said just seemed like random words you were putting together. Like, what did you just say? The
1: Neutral Milk Hotel. Yeah, those are just three words, three random words. I can't. I want you to know that there is a certain style of hipster who looks much like me with the, uh, with I, the audience. I that. want you to know that I'm wearing a beanie right now, heavy horned rimmed glasses and have and a full beard. Okay. Yeah, and yeah. so I, I want you to know that there are people that are listening to this podcast. They can visualize me and they're like, of course he's a neutral milk hotel fan. Um, okay. Yeah. The neutral That's milk wonderful. hotel is like, they're like famous for being underground famous. If that okay. makes sense. Okay. Um, so, but, anyways, so The Decembrists, uh, beautiful storytelling. I think you're really going to like it.
0: Okay, good, good, good. Um, all right, brilliant. I think that that, uh, that works. And oh, I like
1: your. If I had one more comparison. Nope.
0: Yep, we- yep. Wes Anderson.
1: They're like a Wes Anderson film come to life. Oh, interesting. I've seen a bu- I've seen a bunch of Wes Anderson, so you don't need mm. to assign me a Wes Anderson movie. Okay, okay. Uh, I'm just saying, right. like, that's the vibe, right? Like weird old clothes and odd juxtapositions, but like storytelling.
0: Interesting. Okay, 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 okay. Um, hmm. Okay, all right. I've got uh, I've got a couple ideas here. Um, You have, have you seen? The first thing that pops to mind is uh, Memento. Have you seen Memento? I have seen Memento. Okay, and that's Christopher Nolan. Have you seen most of his other things?
1: Have you seen The Prestige? (laughs) I hate The Prestige. (laughs) Really? Oh, I hate The Prestige. You know why? Really? You know why? why? Because I hate every single character in it. There is no one to root for in that movie. I hate every single one of them. I hate them. Oh, I hate that their is wi- interesting. I, I hate because... them. I hate their wives. I hate everyone in those
0: movies. Wow! 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 You know what? It's fascinating because I generally don't like movies where there's no no one to root for either. But um, I I love the prestige. Who do you uh, Who I, do you root for? Uh, I think it's a um, David Bowie. <sighs> <laughs> No, uh, I think I, I think it's the Hugh Jackman character, uh,
1: the one who murders because, a series of his own clones.
0: Yeah, yeah, but he's <laughs> so he's so, but 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 it's tragic in a way. To be fair, they don't
1: suffer long.
0: No, he <laughs> wants so desperately to be good at something, and I get that. Like I connect with that. Where like if I could if I could be the best actor in the world, but I had to kill a clone of myself every time I did a role, I would, I would do that. Uh, okay, uh, I think I'm gonna I, I only bring a record it
1: up. scratch and like a tone there. <laughs> <laughs>
0: yeah, I only bought that up because um, because it was one of my like I'm looking. I I, I want. I, I'm going through my top rated movies on IMDb, and I'm kind of like. What am I? What are my my favorite things? And I ha- that's a nine for me. Now it's not a perfect movie, uh, but it is a uh, it's a nearly perfect movie for me. It's very well um, put together and very well acted. It is okay. How about uh, so? Let's uh, speaking of auteurs, uh, young auteurs. Did you see Get Out?
1: I did was, not.
0: Uh, okay, that is uh, Jordan Peele's uh first movie and i think it's a very interesting follow-up to the help for you and uh so i think that that's where we're gonna go it's uh we're getting into a little uh some horror movie stuff here um but
1: yeah the help was terrifying uh,
0: (laughs) but uh but i won't i won't i'm not gonna spoil anything because i i hope you haven't been spoiled
1: I know that it's a horror movie, and I know it's about a um, "Guess Who's Coming to Dinner" scenario. But that's all I know.
0: Great, great. So I went into the help. uh, I'm sorry, I went into Get Out, um, completely blind, uh, and I love this experience. By the way, of of not having seen movies or or knowing what's going on before I go into it. Like I'll, I'll watch one trailer. And if I like it, that's that's all I need. And then I sometimes I'll wait to see what critics are saying. Just to, you know, is it is it getting good reviews or bad reviews? Without much in the way of in depth context, um, but um, uh, I wouldn't get out that way and and ended up loving it. So uh, that's your movie. I, I don't know where it is to watch. Actually, it's okay. I can um, find it. But we'll find it. And maybe you have to rent it for you know three or four bucks on Amazon or something. I can um, find it. But I think that that's what we'll do, and uh yeah, it's interesting. Um, and I have some ideas going forward too, as we come into uh, Oscar season here, uh, where there is one movie this year that I think is probably my favorite movie of definitely of the year, and I think it should win Best Picture hands down. but um uh, i'm I'm very curious to see how it goes, how it how it fares. And that movie is everything, everywhere, all at once.
1: Oh yeah, I've seen people kind of freaking out about it, but I haven't watched it. And it is also a very odd movie because
0: everybody I know who saw it in the theater loved it. And I only know a couple of people who've tried to watch it at home, and both of those people said they couldn't sit through it. And I wonder if there is something about being forced to sit <laughs> and watch the entirety of a movie in order to get all of it, um, with, it with this movie that makes it unique in, in some, some sort of way where interesting. it's interesting. Uh, interesting. Yeah. Well, so, um, I
1: will say, um, and this, is, this have... is me, this is not anything that anyone has any control over, but I don't generally like movies where I have to work super hard um you know. i don't yeah 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 i get that and um
0: let's do let's do let's do get, we'll out, do get out and we'll, yeah, we'll sure. move from there and uh i'm just we'll i'm just giving you there. a
1: heads up you know i've told you i don't like horror and i'm i'm throwing myself headlong into horror and i loved the horror movie that you had me watch so far so i'm you know Great. i'll go where you take me Wh- right. whatever you not, want to and This is uh, get out to. is
0: not horror by the way it is a thriller oh that's thriller. different different yeah yeah it's not a horror movie so, um, so, but we'll, uh, we'll see what you think.
1: Awesome. And we'll see what you think about the December I will drop the link I am for excited. you. Uh, Excellent. Yeah. Awesome. All right. Thanks for exposing yourself to me. Thanks for <laughs> exposing yourself to me
0: and, uh, and Merry Christmas tomorrow. Uh, only a few hours away from baby Jesus's birthday. And, uh, <laughs> <laughs> cool. Uh, All right.
1: This has been the exposing yourselves podcast. I am Matt Runquist.
0: And I'm Travis Ritchie. Uh, have a wonderful evening, or day, or day, or a whole week. It or might, whatever. you know, maybe, maybe it's, uh, maybe it's several days before you hear another uh, of us, another podcast from us, or, or, maybe you're binging us one after another. It could be. There's so many ways. It could be. Uh, it's, you know, we're it definitely. i cutting this out. It's no, no. Right. All the different ways that all the different ways, like the just to think about time has no meaning. For the person listening to this podcast and their relationship to us. Isn't that interesting?
1: That was really philosophical. Thank you. Yeah, I need uh, need some ice cream. (laughs) (laughs) Thanks, everybody. Good night. All right. Good night.